You're listening to Age Care Insight Radio. This is the Aging Equation Podcast. I'm Nance Haxton, and together with residential aged care expert and consultant Safdar Ali, we will break down the latest market analysis and research to examine the major issues facing the sector and how best to cater to the burgeoning demand that it faces going forward. Safdar, welcome to the Aging Equation podcast. Thank you, Nance. Well, of course, we've had the federal budget. We have been waiting to see what the federal government would do uh, regarding the findings from this extensive Royal Commission into aged care. What did you think with what the government had to offer? That's a very good question, Nance, and um, I have mixed feelings about it. They have introduced some programs uh, which are really, really good and which the industry has been... uh, asking for or looking for for some time but I guess there were a few things which were missed. Tell us about some of the programs to begin with that as you say the industry has been asking for what's being provided? Well the urgent need was to get rid of uh, the home care waiting list Mm -hmm. uh, because right now there are thousands of older Australians who are waiting for their allocated package so that they can receive the desired care while staying at their home. So that was actually pretty good because the numbers were just getting higher and higher and the demand was just getting out of control. So finally, they have done something about it, which is a great outcome in my opinion. There are other things which they have done, such as they have addressed the staffing issue or challenge where they will encourage and allocate more resources so that we can... uh, attract and retain competent staff and there are some other mechanisms which are uh, pretty good for the industry overall such as feedback mechanisms. In this industry we didn't have a process or a mechanism through which uh, the clients could actually sort of voice their opinion but going forward uh, I think they will have the opportunity to not only voice their opinion but also to become part of this evolving program for aged care. Are there some of the incentives provided that you were hoping the federal government would look at? Yes. So as I said, uh, the, the, the most urgent need was to sort of allocate or provide packages which uh, clients uh, are eligible for and have been waiting for some, for some time. So, so this is one thing which, uh, which has been um, achieved. The other thing um, which they have announced that they would have special financial incentives for staff who want to work in regional and rural towns. Because we were talking about that, weren't we? And perhaps the need for FIFO arrangements. Or, but, but what is the federal government looking at there? Because that really seemed to be one of the most difficult aspects is how to encourage the workers that are needed to the regions. Well, I think we still need to wait to see how it all uh, unfolds. But all we we know at this stage that there are uh, some financial incentives. Uh, Unfortunately, we don't have the details as to how much they are going to allocate. We may have the total amount, but the the structure of that uh, incentive or, 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 or 
of that program is not known at this stage. But it's on their radar. And on their radar, which is, which is very good. And they are also supporting um, the rural and um, r- regional, rural and remote um, providers by means of offering more funding so they can uh, upgrade their facilities, they can also build new facilities and uh, it will also create more jobs within those communities. Let's just say if we have more projects going on, more facilities are going up, so there'll be more um, work for people who are involved in the construction uh, industry in that local area. So that's actually, I reckon it'll be a great outcome for, for those communities in general. And for the people who've, who've lived there for a long time and really want to stay there in their older age. Yes, that's right. And going forward, I think all we want, the industry, the government, everyone wants uh, uh, clients to sort of um, receive the care and support which they desire. So I think uh, we really need to sort of like, you know, take that into consideration. And I'm I'm glad the government has actually um, taken all those uh, things on board. The the recommendations uh, um, came out of the Royal Commission. They have uh, taken majority of them on board in part or full. But I think what we are seeing is unprecedented. More than $17 billion, in fact, that the federal government has allocated to aged care. I suppose the big question, Safdar, really, is that going to be enough by the time that we've really drilled down into all the areas that that needs to go? I think, according to some experts, I think the, the, the amount is not sufficient because projections they had done before the budget that, you know, for all the recommendations to be implemented, we need around $10 billion a year. So we fall significantly short of that that amount. However, I, I think it's a good start. I think we can actually sort of, uh, you know, build on that. And it actually sort of demonstrates that the government is um, serious to make a change. $17 billion is certainly a significant amount. I suppose one of the biggest concerns seems to be staffing, as we've discussed, and how aged care providers are going to make adjustments to provide the 200 minutes a day that's going to be required of individualised care for each resident. How do you think that can be achieved? I think there is a question mark here, although, you know, in their statements, they mentioned that that will be achieved uh, or delivered through an increase in base funding under the new Australian National Aged Care Classification Funding Model. But one thing which I think we need to see whether that amount will be or that funding will be sufficient or not, because what they may not have taken into consideration is the wage indexation, the inflation, the cost of living. So those things, I think, uh, had to be taken into consideration when uh, deciding the funding amount for residential aged care providers, because that's an important factor. You know, if, if inflation goes higher than expected or cost of living goes higher than expected I think those things have to be taken into account. And the government also announced uh, I think it's ten dollars extra will be funded for each resident around Australia was that good news? Yeah so they have actually announced an increase in um, uh, basic daily fee Um, um, that came again and that came out of uh, the Royal Commission final recommendations uh, report 
So that's to cover generally your um, daily living activities. Mm. But mainly, I think the focus will be on food and nutrition because as uh, as the Royal Commission's uh, final report uncovered that um, you know the the, the food. which many providers were offering to their residents was not ideal you know taking into consideration their taking into consideration the decline in their health so and their nutritional their nutritional needs. yeah yeah mm. so they they have to sort of get um, food with dried nutrition so that increase of 10 dollars would actually contribute or or assist providers to achieve that. So it also means that probably won't be enough to really increase staffing. That $10 will be for more basic needs. Yes, that's right. So staffing as they mentioned in their um uh, documentation that increase uh in in staffing um numbers uh, to 200 minutes out of which I think 40 minutes um to be delivered by um registered nurses. So when I said um you know the wage indexation um should be taken into consideration we also need to take into account that registered staff um have higher salaries too. So whether that amount is sufficient uh or not I think there's a question mark here. We need to make sure that you know when we are talking about uh, transforming the industry we support you know all providers. whether they are home care providers or residential aged care providers so there's challenging times to come for the industry do you think as they sort through the ramifications of of all of the uh, of these allocations that the federal government has given that's right as we discussed previously that aged care has two main components home care and residential aged care so for home care they have um, allocated a substantial amount of money to offer more packages however for residential aged care component i i think it would have been great if there was more information and detail how providers are going to achieve that target of 200 minutes a day and uh, 40 minutes by a registered nurse or by you know registered staff is it really important for the aged care sector to lobby in in this time and to actually put forward some of these concerns i think according to you know according to the notifications or according to the announcements uh, the peak bodies in aged care have welcomed this outcome but i think there is still uh, some work that needs to be done and there are some gaps which still need to be filled we need to equally support residential aged care as home care because when we talk about like you know making uh, the the aged care experience meaningful for all the Australians based on their aspirations uh, based on their preferences uh, we need to make sure that we encourage providers and offer sufficient support to providers for both home care and residential aged care 